Hey everybody, this is his Chosen Child podcast, and I'm your host, Camilla Sloan Howard. Um, today we're going to be talking about the struggle and this the, the real struggle of a Christian walk that a lot of people seem to not want to talk about. Um... There's a lot of misconceptions of the Christian walk. Because I remember before I surrendered my life to Christ, I had some misconceptions in my mind about um, how life is as a Christian. They don't really go through a lot of problems. Um, once I you know, give my life to Christ, then life will be much more easy and I'll be much more blessed with material things and money and I will have a lot of a lot more provision from God and I thought that um you know I I wouldn't be stressed or I wouldn't be depressed or you know I was immune to the struggles of life and I know a lot of people tend to think that on the outside looking in but that's that's not that's not the actual experience of a, a a true Christian's walk, and I didn't learn these things until I had to walk them out. But the first thing that people most of the time experience is the warfare when you start out, when you first start pursuing God, the enemy is gonna literally come for you like never before you you thought that he was ruining your life or attacking you before you started to pursue God but actually he really is gonna lay it on you once he realizes that that you've gotten serious about God and that you're not playing games that's a threat to him so the enemy likes to deter us from our salvation and discourage us, but we, we we don't want him, Satan, to take advantage of us. And we're not to be ignorant of his devices because he's gonna wanna overwhelm us and scare us into shrinking back and overwhelm us into being weary and tired in our well-doing. But, Second Corinthians 10 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So basically, it's telling us that the warf- the warfare and the opposition is not coming from people or circumstances on the earth, but it's actually the enemy, spiritual wickedness in high places, um, demonic attack, and, and it's coming from a supernatural realm. And the way that we fight that is... It's through our weapons that God gives us. 
you know, his supernatural enabling power to overcome the opposition. But you're not, don't let the enemy um, intimidate you in the beginning of your pursuit because he's definitely going to try. Um, but this life, you know, in this life that we're going to suffer regardless whether you are just out there doing your own thing apart from God or whether you are in God in this life as a human we're going to suffer no matter what Matthew 5 and 45 says that he sends rain on the just and the unjust so regardless if you are right in his sight and justified by him or if you are wicked in his sight and unjust you're going to experience rain no matter what but we don't want to you know experience our suffering in vain first peter 3:17 says for it is better if it is god's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil so don't suffer in vain. Let let it be to the glory of our Father. If you're going to suffer, whether you're in Christ or not, let it count for something. And um, the Christian walk is basically not all suffering and not all hardship and affliction and troubles that is definitely a part of it and as a christian a lot of people don't understand this but we are called to suffer for his sake people think that this walk is about prosperity and you know god is gonna bless us and god is gonna make everything okay and he does do those things and there is a place for those things they're very important but that is not the sole purpose for um, submitting your life to him. There's a lot of suffering in this walk. And we have to put him above ourselves constantly. And the fact that you have to deny your own, you know, desires and your own will and your own... Uh, wants and even your own character you have to deny that sometimes and it's definitely a, a suffering that comes behind having to put ourselves on the back burner and making him number one it's a sacrifice and second timothy 3 and 12 says all not some all who desire to live godly live a, li a godly life in christ jesus will suffer persecution so it's it's basically telling us that everybody who even just has the desire to live godly is going to be a suffering and a persecution that comes with that so that just comes with the territory and a lot of people are not aware of this because it kind of almost blindsided me honestly um, when it didn't seem like my life was uh, going as planned or 
I started to notice that the enemy was really attacking me in my mind and he was really coming after me in my thoughts and and then slowly I started to dig in his word and I started to study and I started to try to get an understanding of what was going on and the Holy Spirit was revealing to me that um, it was a lot of spiritual warfare that had began once I started to seek after Christ. And a lot of people don't talk about that part. I don't understand why the church is not really making people aware of this stuff so they won't, you know, be defeated and, and just shrink back and run the other direction. And they just, they get so afraid and they don't want to go through, you know, the the fiery the fiery darts that the enemy is throwing. They don't want to experience it, so they just say, uh-uh, this ain't for me. I can't do this. My life wasn't this hard before, so i just rather go back to my old ways. And people need to know this stuff so they can know what they're dealing with and they can know how to overcome. But um, Acts 14 and 22 says that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom so if you are planning to inherit the kingdom of God you must experience much a lot of tribulation so that's just a lot of that when I started to read these scriptures and I started to study on suffering and you know those seasons those hard seasons and when I was uh, going through it in Isaiah 53 and 3 it says he was despised they're talking about Christ he was despised and rejected by mankind a man of suffering and familiar with pain acquainted with grief like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. So if God in the flesh, God himself in human form came down to earth and he had to endure, what makes us think that we don't have to? If we are to be like him, we are to know him, you know, in his suffering as well. And um, that's just part of the process. But God has a purpose for our pain. And, his, and, you know, we don't just go through this just because he's God and he's sovereign and in control. And he just wants to inflict his authority on us and just make us suffer. No, he has a plan for the suffering of his children. And Romans 8:29 says for those who for I'm I'm sorry, for God for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So basically, God knew before we were even created that he had already chosen us to be his children 
and to be conformed into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. And um, he had already, you know, handpicked us out before we even knew who we were, that we were going to have to be conformed. Um, and we're going to be brothers and sisters in Christ and we're going to be God's children but uh, he wants us to mirror Christ and to be like him so there's going to be some pain involved some suffering involved and um, it hurts and the only way for us to be conformed is to basically it comes through pain and suffering there's a crushing um, that happens in a pruning and then sometimes we got to go through the fire like this stuff is very very uncomfortable but that's what brings about uh, the change the maturing um, the transformation and the growing to be more Christ-like um, Job 23 and 10 says, But he knows where I am going. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure gold. So basically, God tries us. And it comes through walking in the fire. But once you've walked through that fire and it's burning those things off of you it hurts and it's uncomfortable and you know everything that doesn't need to be there is is destroyed in the fire but when you come out on the other side it says that you will come out as pure as gold as clean and as righteous and as christ-like as possible in Isaiah 48 and 10, it says, Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tried you in the furnace of affliction for my own sake. For my own sake, I do it. So, yeah, it's, God does this for his own sake so he can get the glory out of our lives. For his name's sake. John 15 and 2 says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges that it may bear more fruit. So there's, there's just a, a, a crucifying of the flesh. There's a dying to self. And even that, when you die to yourself every day and you crucify your flesh and you deny all of those things, those fleshly desires, that can even hurt because we are naturally so selfish and we are like, it's just like second nature to just go with what we feel or go with what we want. And when you have to crucify that thing and you have to literally just cut it off at the onset of it, you have to just completely just reject that and and that can be very painful as well because you have to do something and be challenged to do something that naturally you wouldn't have never done but he wants to bring these things up and out of us and it's painful it's a sacrifice 
but it has plenty of eternal rewards so you know there's definitely great purpose behind these these sufferings and one of them is for us to know him more you know when we go through the the pain and the suffering it can bring out a cry during those those times that bring you closer to God like you'll have the most intimate times and the most beautiful worship in your pain it really does draw you nearer to him because you feel a need to lean on him more and you feel um, some way somehow more closely connected to him in those times and you just keep crawling, you know, to his feet and, you know, laying in, laying in his lap and in his presence. And, you know, during your worship, um, you, you get your strength there. You get your ability to keep pushing there. And he, he's going to give you everything you need. But in those in those um, trials and tribulation moments i recall having you know some of them feeling the most close at times to him and i don't know it's just it's so strange how hurting can just bring out can like pull out of you um a crying out and a dependence and a worship like i don't know some type of way in the in the fire it it literally will pull out of you this great worship and this beautiful worship and this just annoying like your spirit is going to bear witness to the fact that he's with you and that that makes it bearable and um, Paul says in Philippians 3 and 8, Indeed, I count everything as loss because the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord, for his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and in the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. So Paul is just basically explaining the experience of knowing Christ more through walking through the, his sufferings. And it's like there's a fellowship of your sufferings and Christ's sufferings. And you can, you get a better revelation of Christ through through our sufferings because of the way that he suffered. But in all the sufferings, there is a hope, you know. And there's definitely... Um, a lot 
to be hopeful for and to look forward to. 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that far outweighs the troubles. And the glory it produces will last forever. It'll last eternally. So basically, um, he's saying that these are momentary afflictions that that only last for as long as we're here on this earth but the glory that is producing it that that eternal weight of glory is 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 far outweighs the troubles and that glory is gonna last eternally like this is a forever thing so you have to have a kingdom mindset that that's very encouraging when you have a when you fix your eyes on kingdom and you know eternal promises we can move forward in that hope that we have there and second timothy 2 and 11 says for if we be dead with him we shall also live with him and if we suffer we we shall also reign with him. So basically it's saying if if you're going to suffer for his sake, then you will also reign with him. And could you imagine reigning with Christ Jesus in all eternity? Like this this stuff that we're dealing with is like small potatoes compared to the the reigning with Christ forever and ever. So there's definitely some hope in that. And, you know, you be mindful of the hope and also lean on his promises in those hard times. Because he is a good father. He's good. God is good. Regardless to this broken world <clears throat> and the fallen nature of man, he is a good father. Proverbs 3.11 says my son do not despise the lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke or his correction because the lord disciplines those he loves so you know this is a hard one for me like don't hate it you know don't despise when when god rebukes you or corrects you or you know allows for you to go through in order to grow you up in him. Um, you know, just realize that he's for you in the midst of it all. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So it's not God's, um, his aim to to harm us and to hurt us, but to give us a hope and a future. And then in Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called the called according to his purpose. So the good, the bad, and the ugly, it all works together for our good and there's always a purpose 
a glorious and a divine purpose behind it. So don't grow grow weary and well-doing, but fix your eyes on Jesus and know that he is the God of the mountaintops and he's also the God of the valleys and the low places. He's there. He's there in both places. Being that good father, being mindful of you, and you just always have to know that you are cared for by him. So don't let it discourage you. Don't let it um, make you afraid. But, you know, we have the victory. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Christ is greater. And he has dominion and authority and power over all things, good, the bad, and the ugly. So be encouraged. And um, if you're in the fire right now, and I've, I've been in the fire for a long time. I've had a lot of seasons of sufferings. And it's just part of my life. But every time I'm walking in those valleys, and every time I'm, in, I'm experiencing sufferings and pain, I just continue to, to run into the Father's arms because he's right there waiting. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. And um, we, are, we have the victory in Christ Jesus. You just have to go about it by his way and not going about it in our way because in our way it'll make you bitter it'll make you depressed it'll make you defeated but if you um, allow it to work in you and through you there's um, an oil an anointing on the other side of it and it's just a beautiful thing and it actually increases your faith when you walk through things and you see what all he has brought you through and you see the fruit that you get from the pruning and from the purging. So I'm going to close out in prayer. Father God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word and your truth, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are God and God alone, Lord. Thank you for your, your mindfulness of us, Lord God, that you will have a purpose, Lord, behind our pain, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, that nothing is wasted with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you work it all out for our good, Lord God. Thank you for your promises, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for an abundant life here on earth, Lord. And thank you for your eternal promises, Lord God, that we may have a hope in the future, Lord, in your kingdom, Jesus. Lord God, I just pray, Lord, that you will help us, Lord God, to go about our throughout our hard times, Lord God, 
according to your way, your standard, Lord, and your principles, Lord, that we won't just let our flesh rise up, Lord God, in those times, and we not benefit, Lord God. Help us to benefit, reap all the benefits, Lord God, and, and to get everything that you set out for us to get, Lord God, in those hard times, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, Jesus, that you love us so much that we don't have to be afraid and we don't have to be intimidated, Lord God, in those seasons, Lord, but that we can continue to run to you, Lord God, for comfort, Lord, and for strength, Lord God. Lord, I just pray for everybody that's going through right now, Lord, that you would strengthen them, Lord God, and that you would um, encourage them, Lord God, in their hearts and give them a deeper revelation of your love, Lord, and a, and a, and a stronger, a more, a more stronger presence, Lord God. Let your presence be known to them, Jesus. Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing, Lord God, through this podcast. Thank you, Lord God, for everybody that this podcast is touching. Lord God, and I say, have your way, Lord. And I ask, Lord God, for more, Lord. The the harvest is ripe, Lord God, but the laborers are few, Lord. So I, I say, Lord, send me, Lord, as a laborer to be about my Father's business, Lord, and to do your will in the earth. And I just say, thank you, Lord for going before us, Lord. And I just love you, Jesus. So, yeah, amen. If you guys want to contact me for prayer or if you have questions, my email is camellasloan at gmail.com. And my Facebook is Camilla Sloan Howard. My Instagram is Saint Life underscore underscore S A I N T L I F E underscore underscore. Be encouraged and be blessed. I love you all. Thank you.